0: people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Because it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah.
1: what was, was that? My, <laughs> I think my cat just did a full body shiver on a cardboard box. Oh, is he about to knock he, he that box is, over, 100%, honey? yeah. If y'all hear a loud crash, it is my cat knocking over a Box that my best friend purchased off my wedding registry, not wedding registry, <laughs> baby registry. I was going to be
2: like, that's delayed. And you're like, oh, but okay. You're
1: like, did she know you? your your five-year anniversary is hidden? <laughs> um, no. You know what I appreciate about my best friend? She The things she bought off the baby registry, none of the sexy stuff. She didn't go for like the cute toys. She didn't nope. go for like, oh, here's this like really cute like swaddle blanket. She was like, here's some nipple pads, <laughs> like here's some cooling pads, here's some milk bags. That's 100% what I
2: did for my best friend. I was like, right? here's like a shitload of diapers and like butt cream. Yes. Good luck with it. Yeah. So all of this to say, y'all, that actually. Welcome. Welcome. Well,
1: welcome to Smut Club. We're glad you're here. We love you. We <laughs> are like, we've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, and, good and long you're, time. And you're here with us. And we're grateful and, and that for that. that shows your dedication <laughs> and commitment, and we are eternally grateful for that. Um, but yeah, going back to the baby registry, this is, and I know we teased it at the end of our last episode, this is our final episode of season one because I'm going to have a fresh ass baby. <laughs> a at home. fresh
2: ass baby. Well put.
1: My sister made um the shower invites, and it just said, "Vance and Chelsea made a real human baby. <laughs> Come join us for backyard hangs." A or real like, human baby. A real baby. human baby. And I was like, "That's a great way to describe it." Yeah. So, um, I've never had a real human baby before. I mean, I've like yeah. I've been around plenty. Used sure. to be a nanny. Used to watch him. But this is my first time having one of my own that I can't give back. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm not selling
2: this. Well. <laughs> Holy so, shit. Uh, so allow me. Yeah, to go for it. Yeah. So, because Chelsea is gonna have a fresh ass baby for the first time, yeah. um, we don't know when we're gonna be back. Um, it's really, frankly, up to little baby fight to determine when we are ready to come back around. Yeah,
1: this fresh ass baby is gonna be making and dictating a lot of decisions. Um, yeah. yep. But in the interim, while we're out. We would really love it if you want us to come back, if you could like and subscribe and rate and comment with books that you want us to review for future seasons so we can get that list ready. And then whenever this baby shows up, we'll figure it out from there. I was about to use the wording that one of my coworkers used, which I absolutely hated when I announced that I was pregnant to my team at work. She texted me. I was like, welcome to the crotch goblin gang. Nope, I don't like, like that. Absolutely not. Who
2: the hell said that?
1: You don't know her. Oh, okay. Um, she she joined the team after you left.
2: Got it. Um, but yeah, I so. can't say I'm sorry I didn't meet her.
1: <laughs> apparently, You're like if that's if that's our baseline <laughs> decision,
2: I was about to be like, who do I need to cross off my list of people that I still have good memories of at that. <laughs>
1: No, she's, she's sweet outside of that. But yeah, when I was like, oh, maybe like, I don't know. I'm in the joys of like, and terror of my first pregnancy. I'm like, I realize you're three deep and you've seen a lot of shit at this point, like 100%. But I haven't yet. And I want to live in the ignorance is bliss stage and not think of my baby as a, as a crotch goblin, um, but yeah, so I was like, this crash goblin's gonna make a lot of decisions. And I was like, nope, I still hate that wording. Yeah. Um but yeah, so while we're gone, we'll miss you. We'll miss you. If you miss us, rate the episodes. Like, let us know. like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, let us know. Let us know what train wreck books you would like us to review next season.
2: And tell your, your friends. friends. <laughs>
1: Sorry, my husband just like whispered that from the other room, but didn't whisper loud enough for us to hear it. So, both Anne and I had to like turn and look at him at the same time. Um, yeah, tell your friends, and unless your friends don't read these books, um, because they have
2: terrible senses of humor yeah. or kind of prudish,
1: if they sticks in the mud, yeah, maybe. They aren't our target demographic, but we love that you have them in your life and that you have these friends. Um, but maybe don't tell them, but tell your other cooler friends.
2: <laughs> you know, people who are hip to the jive. That's what we want.
1: Hip to the jive.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry I said it as soon as it left my mouth, but it happened. And, and you know,
1: it does also, hip hip to the jive sounds like something that J.S. Scott, our, our <laughs> girl Jan would um, say. And she, because we're masochists at heart, we, we wanted to circle back to um, to Jan and our favorite billionaire family. Mm-hmm. So for our final episode going into the holidays, we are going to be reviewing um, it, The Billionaire's Christmas, A Billionaire's Christmas. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. The thing that does matter is when Hannah and I decided to read this, <laughs> um, and I was like, J.S. Scott. Christmas there's so many christmas there books are several, yeah, and while this one is billionaire's Christmas, there's another one that's like billionaire's Christmas Virgin yep, that's like nine and a half it's it's number nine point five in the series,
2: yeah, that's so many books before we i'm I don't know that I'm committed enough to do that,
1: no, it's another series, and I don't one one j s. Scott series might be. My
2: limit. I like to pick up the like I did I just did it with a shorter J.S. Scott series. It was like three books that I just powered through as like a palette cleanser after I read something horrible. Um and I was like, yeah, they're all the same. Like it doesn't matter. No,
1: I don't think she changes word documents that no, she writes on. But think- it's
2: it's comforting in a way, so I don't mind it so much. Um but I just opened my notes for this. Um and I, it says Billionaire's Christmas fucking Jan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think mine actually started the same way. I'm also not going to lie. I I think I like started like making notes and made it about halfway through and then I went I don't need to outline this. I nah. think I I could tell you what happens um in as much detail as as you really need. Um because it's yeah. It's the same as all of our other ones. All right. So instead of just saying it's the same, go listen to the other episodes. <laughs> we are here for this one. This one is about Emily
2: Ashworth. Yes. And Grady Sinclair. Thank you so much. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot their
1: name. Of, of the Sinclair billionaires.
2: The um, East Coast Sinclair billionaires. They're West Coast ones. I'm really sorry. I think that's I know one that.
1: of the other series. It is, yeah. Yes, so, um, at the very start of the book, we're opening with this, like, like, twenty years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a scene with Grady. Um, it's like a holiday Christmas party. His dad is an alcoholic who is an asshole.
2: Mm-hmm. Grady's like hiding upstairs, hanging out. He does he's got a lot of social anxiety and doesn't want to go down there. And then Um, his dad
1: is an asshole and is like, you got to show up to the party. And mm -hmm. essentially, we're just like learning why Grady hates Christmas. He's -hmm. like a Scrooge, Grinch type of character.
2: So then he he vows that this will be his last Christmas party. And then later that night. um,
1: As all 10-year-olds do.
2: He was like 17. What?
1: (laughs) The math on that. Oh well, you know, I was reading through the twenty twenty lens or twenty twenty two lens. I don't actually know when this book came out because I'm pretty sure that was set in like
2: two thousand.
1: So this book must have come out a while ago because he's thirty one in the book now.
2: Yeah, teenager. Yeah, he was yeah. a teen. Um, but then, um, later <laughs> Just that night. How much
1: I paid attention.
2: <laughs> um. His dad um, has a heart attack and dies, so there are no more family Christmas parties, and he feels fine about it. Yeah, nobody's sad. Not sad about it
1: at all. So that that's our prologue, which honestly felt a little dark for Jan.
2: It was pretty dark. It was pretty dark.
1: Dark in a different way than the creepy dollhouse doll collector girl. That was really rough. That Jared. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You could go listen to the episode. There's there's the
2: forbidden billionaire. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, no ordinary no billionaire. Ordinary.
1: Yep. So they're they're and other and other and other billionaires, and other billionaires. Et cetera.
2: If you see billionaire
1: in a title of a book we've reviewed, it's probably our girl Jan. Yep. So we then meet Emily. Um, Emily runs the local like youth
2: center and just, more of a community like general community center. They use it for everything, but they, they keep do. But the title it of the it is center. like youth
1: center or something. Yeah. And just like every every female heroine in a J.S. Scott book, she's like, I'm nothing to look at. I'm ordinary. I'm dumpy. I'm a little overweight. I wear glasses. I'm curvy. I'm so plain. I'm so plain. Who would want me? Um, and it's because she has this low self-esteem that she ended up getting swindled out of all of the youth center's money for their holiday party from a dude named Paul that she dated for, like, three weeks. Yeah. And then there was an emergency at the center, and she, like, just left her computer and the bank accounts up on her screen and left him alone in her office. And when she came back, all of the money was gone. And so was Paul. And so was Paul. I mean, to be fair, it'd be weirder if he stayed.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. He would not be the uh, smooth operator. We're given to assume that he is if he had stuck around.
1: But it also seems like her self-esteem is low enough. He really didn't have to be that smooth of an operator.
2: <laughs> Fair point. Like, is that like a, is that an asshole thing to say? I mean, yes. And. And you're not wrong. And
1: a- asshole and accurate. Right. We can be That's both. what we should get on t-shirts.
2: Asshole and accurate, not, hi, I'm Chelsea and I do know what blowjobs are.
1: As per your sister's <laughs> suggestion <laughs> earlier this week. <laughs> yeah. That was a great text to get from Hannah. <laughs> Hannah's like, hey Chelsea, my sister was just listening to the podcast and had a great t-shirt idea. It's just a t-shirt that says, I'm Chelsea, and I do know what blowjobs are, which I'm like, is that shirt just for me? <laughs> are other people going to wear a shirt that it like says
2: has- Hi, I'm Chelsea? Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're like, your name's not Chelsea, and we have a lot of questions about what's <laughs> happening here. Um, accurate asshole. Asshole and accurate. These are
2: And we're sluts for alliteration, so it's even better. Sluts for alliteration. Smut sluts for alliteration.
1: (laughs) The S-S. Smut sluts. (laughs) S-S-F. I was trying to make the acronym for it. (laughs) Like for what the club would be called.
2: S-F-F. A. We're going we're gonna to leave that all the way alone and let Chelsea stew on it. Remember when I did some fractions last <laughs> time? Let's go back to me
1: rocking. At least I think I rocked those fractions. We I never double-checked not. We it. never double-checked. I could just be struggling across the board at this point. Okay, yeah. So Paul steals all of this money, and now Emily's like, oh, no, the Christmas. Christmas is ruined. Christmas is ruined. And, like, also, there's no money for – the youth center anymore. So I'm going to go and ask the town curmudgeon billionaire, Grady Sinclair, for a donation.
2: Yes. So he is known as the Beast of Amesport around town. Um, and her bestie, Randy, is like, this is a terrible plan. Um, and Emily is like, it's the only plan. Also, um, Randy
1: gets her own book in the future.
2: She does. Go back and listen to that one. Did we review Randy's? Did, didn't did we? In Did fairness, we review
1: how is this our fourth Jan review? God damn.
2: It might be our fifth. Oh no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, regardless. Oh. Randy has a book. I'm sorry. Yeah. We we uh, may have reviewed it. Honest, all of these billionaires fucking blend together. They really do. So yeah. Randy's like, don't do it. Everyone knows he's he's the worst and he's so mean. And Emily's
2: like, I have to. I have to save the children. And then um She is, like, really, really beating herself up that she should have known that a man like Paul would never pay any attention to her. She's blonde and tall and curvy. My notes say obviously hideous. Like, she's all down on herself. I'm tall and blonde and curvy. Also, (laughs) maybe it's a good,
1: like... I knew a, a guy like Paul would never be into me. That's good, baby girl, cuz he just stole all your money. Yep. You don't want a dude like Paul into you. We I feel don't. like we're focusing on the wrong details here. Yes. So, she goes to um with Sinclair Peninsula? Yeah. They all of the Sinclairs end up having their own mansions on
2: they already have them built but all of them already built yeah but only grady's is occupied the rest are like vacation homes that the other siblings are never in until they all fall in love in this and then everyone has to move there yeah
1: yeah so she shows up to the sinclair peninsula Mm -hmm. um My favorite was that she like like it's there's a storm there's a winter storm yeah which is a is a common theme
2: and Um, she needs new tires and new glasses and is generally poor and all of her shit is in terrible condition which becomes mm -hmm. relevant. But then
1: when she knocks on the door, she rings the doorbell so hard she falls over.
2: Which (laughs) she's my favorite part. (laughs) She's like so like determined. She. Is wearing sneakers in the snow and hits the doorbell so hard she throws herself off balance and winds up on her ass. So <laughs> that's when Grady opens the door. <laughs>
1: like, Grady opens the door, like pulls her inside and is like, All right, bedroom's upstairs,
2: like something like that. So, first of all, I have this quote that if I feel needs to, I, I should apologize ahead of time, but this is a direct quote. Um, Testosterone waves, she swore she could feel almost pulsating from his magnificent body and entering hers. That's like her first impression of him. Not like, oh, he's tall. No. Testosterone waves pulsating. That's a lot.
1: That's a lot. Well, and so like every single... Every single J.S. Scott book, the girl is like, I'm frumpy and dumpy and ugly. And here's a billionaire who's the hottest man I've ever seen. And so here's my question. Do these girls actually just have an accurate view of self? <laughs> and the dudes really aren't that hot, but they're billionaires. Mm. Is it like an Elon Musk <laughs> situation? Mm. Like, I, the other way I was thinking about it was almost like, have you seen where people will make, like, the off-brand friends? Yeah. Where it's like, oh, like, they all almost look like the main, like— Mm-hmm. Like, like i have kind of thought about it like that as well. Because I'm like, it just, like, doesn't compute that, like, they're—the dudes are this hot. Right. Or all of these girls just have horrifically low self—selves of steam. <laughs> Self esteem. Self esteems. <laughs> Self esteem. <laughs> I really don't. It's like a cul de sac. <laughs> sisters in law. Like, that's not it. <laughs> what is it? It is sisters in law and cul de sac. Yeah. Self Self esteem. Self esteem. <laughs> This is a real question. <laughs> Do you know the answer? <laughs> I don't I don't know if Hannah knows the answer either or if she's just dying at me trying to figure it out myself. If someone knows, could you please comment and tell us
2: you I just s- keep saying the word steam. <laughs> Esteem. Esteem. There's an E on there. I'm <laughs> Oh my God. Okay.
1: I know it's not, this has s- nothing to do with any <laughs> self esteem, is that correct? Self esteem. <laughs> we are like both in tears here. I'm so sorry, y'all. This was not the tangent we planned for. I think my
2: husband we might. We can be- edit this out, right? What? What Why would fuck? we? Why would we edit <laughs> this out? Fuck? This is very oh accurate my God, to who we Because are. I can't even speak. Okay. So, um, they have very low feelings of self worth and neg- a negative outlook towards their self image is what we are trying and unsuccessfully saying. Hey, Vance, are you oh. looking up the plural of self esteem? Wouldn't it just be self-esteem? self esteem? Selves, bitch! I was right. <laughs> Holy but what, shit! But what you were saying was selves of steam. Well, no, the first time I got it <laughs> wrong, but I came back. I said selves. Esteem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> oh. Self-esteem. 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 Mm. Damn it, Vance. I, I'm getting three different answers. Oh,
1: you're
2: Jesus getting Christ. three different answers. Well, you
1: know, okay. Well, well, we're gonna keep going. We'll have to come back to this. Oh um,
2: shit. Yeah. Um, so she thinks
1: he's like the hottest thing. Yeah. she's ever seen in her life and then he's propositioning her for sex.
2: Yeah, he pulls her inside, cleans her glasses, and then he's like you don't look like Jared's usual women and she's like ah, who is Jared? Who's Jared?
1: I I don't I don't know a Jared.
2: Um well, and yeah, and then he's like Jared's
1: my brother who thinks I'm less cranky when I get laid, so he likes to send women to my
2: house. Right. And she's like, I don't know you or Jared, um, and I'm here to ask a favor. And so he asks if she's trading her favors. And she's like, still not a prostitute, my guy. Um, Yeah, she's super confused. It'd be a lot cooler if you were. (laughs) She's like, I'm not a prostitute. I'm
1: just here to ask for a donation to the local community center.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and he's so enamored. He's like, "I'll give you the donation to the community center if you sleep with me." Yep. So still
2: prostitution. Right. Well, and he's like, "I'm not usually into the women that Jared sends, but I've decided I'll take you." And she's like, "Still no." Um so then he winds up offering her a million dollars to spend the week of Christmas with him.
1: Yeah, he's like, "Okay." New offer. We don't
2: fuck. Mm
1: -hmm. You just show me the magic of Christmas. Right.
2: Well, first he's like, I will give you a million dollars to fuck me. And she's like, no. He's like.
1: like, what if if I give you a million dollars not to fuck me and to show me the spirit of Christmas? She's like, you son of a bitch I'm in.
2: Yep. So then they make out in the kitchen, uh, (laughs) I guess. And um, Grady is like, uh, about it. He is about it. He is like
1: mine. She's mine. For the moment I saw her, I knew she was mine. I've never felt this way before. I've I feel so fiercely protective. She's gonna be with me forever. Yep. And you're like, what? Like, it's
2: been so my notes literally say, um, it's been 10 minutes and one kiss. But he is like Does so, he know her last name? I don't remember if she gave it when they introduced themselves. That used to
1: be a rule of mine. I needed to know your last name before I would kiss you.
2: <laughs> okay. It it feels like a
1: solid rule.
2: No, I'm not disagreeing with it. I am questioning my own previous life choices. <laughs> I was like, oh, last names, yeah. Well, I mean, uh-huh. it, I think at some point
1: in my early 20s and more of a bar scene, I just needed to know your first name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which probably, like, when I was younger and I was like, oh, no, like, there has to be a connection there. You, there didn't. There didn't have to be a connection. Nope. But, like, also not what you should tell a hormonal teenager. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you should know their last name. That feels like a good boundary. You can you can play with that boundary when you get older. But, like, for now. Right.
2: Once your prefrontal cortex develops a little bit more and you can think through the consequences of your choices. Exactly. Then we can revisit right. this boundary.
1: So, they make out in the kitchen. Emily then is leaving for the night now that they've, mm-hmm. like, uh, struck this deal. When, when Grady opens the door, he's like, you're not driving that death trap. Like, you're not driving that car. It's entirely unsafe.
2: Yep. So, she can't go home for Christmas anyway. So, she's like, what do I care? Let's do this. He won't let her drive her truck home and because her tires are bald. <clears throat> and says that she has to take his car or the deal is off. Um, He's
1: like, I have plenty of cars. Take this truck.
2: Yep. Um, and he says he now has a compulsion to see her happy and remove any stress. And my notes say it's now been 20 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, like she begrudgingly takes the car he offers. It is safer. We can mm-hmm. we can own that. Um, and then Grady calls one of his best friends, who I—
2: who has a book from a yeah, different series. Yeah,
1: I, I was like, the the energy. It's one of the
2: ones from Tampa that I got really stuck on how many billionaires she wanted me to believe were in Tampa.
1: Who are like 30. Yeah. 30-year-old Tampa billionaires. Yep. Yeah, so he calls one of his friends from another series who very also had his own insta-love book situation. And he's mm-hmm. like, tell me what your insta-love situation was like. Is this normal to feel this way?
2: hmm Simon just laughs at him and is like, you just just go ahead and marry her. Which that's the advice,
1: it really is, and then he just sits and like listens to Simon, tell his story, and he's that he'd never been interested in him before. This is one of his dearest friends, but he'd never given a shit about his friend's love story until mm-hmm. he also felt or his kid
2: point. he's like,, mm, not oh, interested I he had a kid,
1: yeah. yeah, um, so then after this phone call. Grady's like, I never heard that Emily made it home safe. Right,
2: because he had told her she better call him. Yeah, so she like
1: calls or he calls her and she's like, Hello, and he's like, You didn't call. She's like, I was running errands, you crazy person.
2: Right. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I I just got home safe. Thanks for checking on me. Mm -hmm. But then they like sit and they talk on the phone for hours. So now it's been like three hours and twenty minutes.
2: Yeah. Twenty minutes in person.
1: One-hour break, two hours on the phone.
2: (laughs) We're we're doing the math for you. Yes. Um, So you may want to double-check it later. So, (laughs) As
1: we know, not where we drive.
2: The next day, the money has been wired to the youth center, and then new glasses and contacts are delivered to her, and she thinks it's her parents. But, oh, no, no, surprise, it's Grady. Isn't that a HIPAA violation? It is. And I thought that when I was reading it. I was like, they can't just give out her prescription like that.
1: Because I I actually remember years ago, like, I was like, I didn't really feel like my eye prescription was that salacious that, like, I, like, I like called and <laughs> I was like, hey, can I, can I get these digits? I was trying to buy some glasses online and they were like, um, we need written consent. And I was like, why? Which, like, even now on the grand scheme of things covered by HIPAA, I still am like, I don't really feel like like my eye prescription is that salacious. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, so like just a package shows up at her work where yep. of like really nice glasses that she had like previously liked but couldn't afford to new contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, like paid for by Grady. I'm like, okay, so I guess, I guess to be fair, there is a chance that he was like, I know—like, whatever glasses—like, maybe he, like, didn't need to know the prescription. But, like, no, he would still know she was a patient there. Right. Which they can't confirm either. But it's a small town, and he's a billionaire.
2: Right. I feel like, as we have often done this season of Smut Club, we are getting stuck on on details that may not matter. But, like— HIPAA matters. (laughs) HIPAA does matter. You're right. But, like, also— yeah, I'm. I'm assuming because I did think about it. I was like, "Is there one optometrist in this town?" That yes,
1: yeah, there's only one one shop.
2: Right. That makes you're it a lot know easier to go.
1: You know, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> um, so so then she does. She call him. She to thank him? emails emails him, him. That's to what set up a
2: payment plan because she's not comfortable taking this as a gift. Um, and she keeps calling him Mr. Sinclair, um, and he is like. He says he's going to punish her if she continues. And she's like, what What kind of punishment? And he's basically like, fuck around and find out. Um, yeah. So she keeps the glasses and the contacts and whatever. And then it's the week before Christmas. It's very confusing to me, the timeline here... I don't know, was the the money stolen early December, mid-December? There's some kind of break in between because yeah. it says— It
1: felt like we'd, like, fast-forwarded yeah. a couple of weeks, but, like, not— I want to say that we fast-forwarded, like, two It weeks? felt like two-ish weeks. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, And she is super pissed when she rolls up to his house because he won't give her truck back.
1: Well, she's like, where is my truck? And he's like— Probably in the junkyard where it belongs. Yep. Here's the pink slips. For this new truck. For the truck you've been driving. She's like, I don't want the new truck. I want my truck. He's like, well, that's not an option. Here's my truck. It's yours now.
2: Yep. And then she's all like, I don't understand why you're doing this. I'm not worth all of this. Yeah. And He's like. Are worth this baby. Yeah, and he's like holding her and then he flips her over onto her back and is like hovering over her and telling her she's worth everything. And it's like the super weird intense moment. And yet she thinks it's really normal. Yes. Um is it the holiday party after that? Well, no, because remember. then for some reason she asks him if he gets prostitutes a lot. Um, and he explains the whole thing with his brother, and she's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then um, yeah. They're all sad about being alone for the holidays. Oh, and then, yeah, you're right. Um, Grady gets super weird about going and, like, has a moment about it, but he does eventually go.
1: Yeah, Grady, like, very begrudgingly goes to the holiday party that he also donated a million dollars, and, like, the party wouldn't be happening.
2: If it weren't weren't for him. him.
1: We do also learn that, like, Emily's been doing damage control with the town and, like, letting Mm -hmm. everyone know how generous he is and how sweet and wonderful he is, and that he's not the beast of— Amesport. I wanted to say Amesbury.
2: <laughs> you do that every time. I do.
1: You know, some <clears throat> things are consistent throughout this. Me mispronouncing words and cities is <laughs> and, consistent.
2: And fucking Jan.
1: And fucking Jan. Um,
2: so Grady starts having a panic attack right when they get there. Emily helps him through. Um and uh yeah, it's definitely they make like bringing out.
1: up his shit from yeah.
2: the past. So she pulls him out to the dance floor. Um, And he comes out of it. And that was – okay,
1: yeah, what were your thoughts on that? Because she, like, sees him having a panic attack, and then she's like, I need you to dance with me. And suddenly he wasn't having a panic attack anymore.
2: I'm just, like, it's this whole idea that, like, it's just the most codependent thing. Like, if I tell him that I have a need, he will snap out of his own emotions to meet my need. Like, If I tell him I need
1: him – He'll put aside all of his shit to give me what I need. And you're like, but what does he need in this moment? Right. Um, Um, I think her argument is he needs to not have a panic attack. He needs to not have a panic attack, so I'm doing my due diligence. Yeah, so then they dance. They make out. Yep. And then, you know who shows up to the party? Yep. Yeah, so this was— Honestly, here's my favorite part. This is, like, 50%. This isn't the finale of the book, and I wasn't ready for this to happen so soon Mm -mm. um, because I had a feeling he'd show up at some point. Y'all, Paul. Paul.
2: (laughs) The OG boyfriend
1: who stole all the money. Fucking Paul shows up to the party with a gun. Ah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I hope you're never in an active shooter situation, (laughs) honestly, for a lot of
2: reasons. (laughs) For so many reasons. Primarily because the sound effects you would make would probably get people killed. (laughs) That's how I heard Or they would
1: just be like, this girl is not taking this seriously. (laughs) Ah.
0: (laughs) Hey there, smart puppies. We'll get you right back to the show in just a moment. But first, do you like us? Maybe even love us, cause we sure love you. And if you do love us, don't tease us. Tell us in those ratings and reviews wherever you're listening right now. Maybe even send us over to a special sexy someone that would enjoy getting smutty with us. Cause you know the first rule of Smut Club is to talk about Smut Club. All right, I won't keep you any longer. Let's get back to the show.
2: Okay, so back in college, I would go to haunted houses a lot because, you know, that's what you do. And I still do because it's fun. But I had some friends who refused to go with me anymore because every time we would go, we would walk in and I would just start greeting all the actors. I'd be like, Hi, how are you? Are you having a good day? Oh, you are, and of like, course.
1: You're one hundred percent that person. <laughs> like,
2: walking through, and they're like, "You're fucking ruining this for me." And I'm like, "I'm having a fantastic time." Honestly,
1: I would probably enjoy <laughs> that because I'm like, "Oh, she's really humanizing this experience," and now I'm not as scared anymore.
2: <laughs> so people either have that reaction and love haunted houses with me, or they hate them deeply and don't do it anymore. I
1: haven't on a haunted house probably six years ago and it was a haunted woods Ooh, and that was more unsettling it was like two or three different like haunted woods walkthroughs but like yeah that wasn't a that was more unsettling to me than like being at like an amusement park and like going through a warehouse Mm -hmm. so i was like oh Woods are like woods in the fall, are just ominous in general in the yeah. dark. And you're like, that one messed with me a little bit. But I haven't been back in a haunted house since, mm-hmm. not for any particular reason. It's just like, it's not like I like had like deep psychological trauma from that and haven't <laughs> returned. Just more of like a
2: never had the opportunity.
1: Yeah, or like when like friends were going, like my schedule was busy, kind of energy.
2: Yeah, um, which really has nothing to do with the active shooter situation that our characters no. have found themselves in. Um, there was. But um, I am not a person that you want. in. like, a crisis for me at work, I am the person you want. Yes. But, like, this kind of situation, I'm not the person you want.
1: So I think we've talked about Judgment House before, which was the church haunted house that my dad played Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And each year they would change the storyline. Um, and so, like, one year there was, like, a, like it was a military and there was, like, something happened overseas and the people at something. Um, but one year, like, one year there was, like, a car accident. Um, but there was one year that I'm pretty sure they did, like, an active shooter. One year they also did, like, a social media catfishing situation. <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> – Oh it was God. a wild times. Um, yeah, so all that to say, Paul shows up to the youth center with, with a gun. A gun um, and he's, like, there because Emily had told Grady how Paul took all the money and how police couldn't find him. And Grady had been like, well, I have more resources, so, like, I'll find him. And apparently he did, but his resources were good enough to find him but not good enough to be stealthy about it because yep. Paul was, like— They've been following me. I'm gonna get arrested. Yep. All that, all that good shit. So he showed up to like kill Emily yeah. and her boyfriend, Grady, it seems at the like Christmas party.
2: He's like just ready to kamikaze. Like he's just like drunk apparently and just like ready to die. But he wants to take Emily and Grady with him. Um, was like the vibe I got from that. I,
1: I also love that they're like. All of the men at the party stayed behind to, like, but they got to out help the out, women but and yeah, they children. got out the women and children, <laughs> except Emily didn't leave. And so, like Grady put himself between them. And then he ran to ambush and attack Paul, yep, um, and then got shot, yep. So Grady's um, shot, but he successfully disarmed Paul,
2: yeah, and starts beating the shit out of him. Um, and then the cops show up and pull Grady off of him. And they're like, um, "Hey,
1: man, let us take this." Also,
2: yep. you're bleeding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yep. Grady's like a horrible patient. He doesn't want to be at the hospital. But Emily stays with him.
2: Yeah, she won't leave his side. Um. And then when they get him home, she's being super careful. But he convinces her to help him shower. Um. And so, yeah, of he's course- like.
1: He's, like, boning her will make me feel better. And she's, like, you're not in the physical space to do that. You were just shot and have an active bullet wound.
2: hmm So, of course, it escalates anyway. Um, and so he gets handsy with her until she comes, and then she gives him a hummer, is what my notes say in the shower.
1: Yeah that's that's pretty accurate
2: and then my notes say what is a masculine sigh because i did not count the number of times that phrase was used in this but what the fuck is a masculine sigh how does one sigh in a masculine manner
1: so not yeah not to even like gender stereotypes but i feel like we're about to to play with that fun line um I just don't I get I feel it. like when you think, like, feminine sigh, you think, like, light breathy. <sighs> uh, yeah. Like, <clears throat> far more like that. So, I'm like, okay, so would a masculine sigh, by these standards, just be, like, a deep guttural? I'm not going to make the like- sounds. <laughs> I'm going to save everyone. I was about to, but I was like, no one needs like that. Like, more of
2: a, a grunting almost. Yeah, like,
1: I was going to say, like, a grunty, like, groany, like, is it really just about the pitch of your voice more than... Anything else?
2: I don't know, but she just uses that phrase so much. I was like, "The fuck it? Does that even mean?" Come on, Jan. That was. Oh, that that wasn't on purpose, but (laughs) that wasn't a masculine (laughs) sigh. I don't think. No, I'd say that. I'd say that was gender neutral at best.
1: (laughs) That was a gender neutral sigh. Nailed
2: it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they're laying in bed, cuddling. And then they talk about his social anxiety. I mean.
1: Yeah. She, like, asks him about, like, hey, like, and I was like, you were, like, having a panic attack. And then he, like, tells her about
2: mm-hmm.
1: the the Christmas trauma of mm-hmm. his youth.
2: He had a stutter when he was little.
1: But, like, because his dad was really powerful and his dad would, like, make fun of him. Everyone was like, mm-hmm. we're going to make fun of the kid with the stutter, too. Which, like, one would hope that. Well, one, if you're making fun of your own child stutter, obviously you're a horrible person. But two, if you see a grown-ass man making fun of a child stutter, you aren't like, you know what I should do? I should join this grown man in making fun yeah. of a child.
2: I want to get in on this. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, so that's why he hates Christmas. Like, he explains the whole thing. And she tells him that he's amazing and perfect um, and whatever. And um, he's like, I think I'm into you, like, forever. Like, he makes some kind of comment about, like, let's be together forever kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but there's, like, there's nothing, like, solidified Mm-mm. between them yet as far as, like, what's going to happen right. after Christmas.
2: She decides, like, maybe he's just high on pain meds. And so oh, she's so just like, I'm just not going to hold him to this, really. I'm frumpy and dumpy. And Ugh. who would want to be with me forever? Who would want to be with a tall, curvy blonde? Like uh most most people most what does people. her face
1: look like though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I said it, I went there.
2: That's a fair point. I mean, you're that's a fair point. Um, so Do you remember when like butterface was like a <gasps> saying? I was thinking about that this morning, actually. <laughs> Why? Why? Because I was watching Shits Creek. Mm. And Moira made a comment about um, when Patrick is serenading David, and she's like, Oh, my, I'm watching my son be serenaded by his butter voiced beau or something like that. And I'm like, Butter voiced. And then all I could think of was Butterface.
1: But a different context than It's how completely she meant it.
2: different. But that's what popped into my brain. I that was like, fair. everything but her voice, I guess. Right. <laughs> like, she That'd was be a pretty brutal. face. Everything looked good, but her face. Yep. She was a butter voice. Everything was great till she opened her fucking mouth. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's what I thought of. Then I was like, that's not what Moira meant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also, I like. <laughs> Everything oh, everything was good, butter voice. Everything was good till she opened her fucking mouth. She was a butter <laughs> voice.
2: <laughs> it did get more aggressive. It really did. I didn't mean for it to get aggressive. It just happened that way. You're like, what?
1: <laughs> this got so aggressive so fast. Okay, so yeah. But that's also you, the
2: energy of this entire fucking book, so. This is know? like, this
1: book is so chaotic, but I'm like, <laughs> it, it's not chaotic good.
2: It might be chaotic evil. <laughs> like I don't think it's chaotic it's definitely, neutral. Yeah, I don't think it's chaotic neutral. I'm pretty sure it's chaotic evil. Um but so they have a moment in his office and they make out a little more. Um he's like super desperate for her, but she's like no, you're, you're still, still recovering.
1: Yeah. He's like but like I feel like every like couple of paragraphs there will just be one line, well, that's like a paragraph break, italicized. that it just says, mine.
2: mine. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, we get a grade eight. You're possessive. My notes say finding Nemo seagulls. Mine, <laughs> mine, mine. That's what I literally wrote in my notes. Mine? Like the whole time. No, the entire. That's so accurate. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Mine, mine, mine.
2: It'll be like, Mine. She's fucking mine, mine, like like all in a row. And it's like, okay. I never um, want anything to,
1: to hurt her except for me.
2: Like, okay.
1: Mine. <laughs> was J.S. Scott – was it Stalker? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right, right. That'll have to be – that'll have to oh, – we'll no. have to circle back to that one in season two. <laughs> no. Obviously, we're not doing that one now. But, like, no. that one – Might make this one look good. It does, yeah. By Um, a lot. By a lot. So, Um, yeah, they're having this heart-to-heart. I don't remember. It kind of feels like a little montage almost. A little little
2: bit of them spending time together for a couple of days. But then it's Christmas Eve, um, and Grady is in Portland while Emily is at home getting their dinner ready. Um And the landline in his house rings. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. Are we already there?
2: We are okay. already there.
1: So, so the landline rings, and she answers it because she's the only one home. And there's a, a woman on the other end of the line. Yeah. And the girl on the phone is like, let me talk to Grady. And Emily's like, he's not here. Would you want to leave a message?
2: And she's like, this is Grady's wife. Get the hell out of my house. Like, yeah,
1: this is hope, Sinclair. Grady's wife. Get the hell out of my house and then it hangs up. And then Emily's like, it never even dawned on me to ask if he was involved with anyone else. Oh no. And she yeah, like loses she, her shit mm-hmm. and like runs out into the shitty weather mm-hmm. onto the dock. I was yeah. like, girl, where were you going? you were you
2: gonna swim away? In the winter? And she's wearing her fucking sneakers again, which is not the footwear you want for snow. No, she's like, I need to get away. Like, I can't be here when he gets (sighs) home.
1: I was like, yeah, so you're going to go out on—just further onto his property.
2: Right, right. Okay, cool, 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 Um, cool, cool. cool. So she's trying to calm down on the dock, but then she slips on the ice and falls into the water. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Why are you laughing? She's going to drown.
1: Okay, well, now don't make me an asshole here. Um,
2: Accurate and an asshole.
1: Accurate and an asshole. Yeah. These two things can very much coexist. Um, Yeah, so she, like, screams when she hits the water, and then, like, Grady just happens to be, like, getting home at that moment and hears her scream and runs down and hops into the freezing cold water to save her.
2: Yeah, so she's, like, stuck by the piling of the dock. Um, and so he has to haul her out, um, gets her stripped and dry and in the bed before he joins her. Um, and then she asks him about his wife, and he's like, the fuck are you talking about he's like, right now? I
1: don't have a wife. What do you even mean?
2: What? Um, it was his sister.
1: His sister hope, because Jared's prostitutes historically <laughs> haven't left easily. Like I'm, I'm confused. was like, why are the prostitutes answering the landline? Right. Um, but Hope has historically pulled this and pretended to be his wife to get rid of the randos. But once again, why are the randos answering a landline at a house that is not theirs when they know what they're there for?
2: Right. But also, would someone having a wife be enough to get a sex worker to leave? Like— don't plenty of married people engage yeah. with
1: sex workers? Like, no, that's super valid. Um, but, like, I think I'm like, well, I don't know. I've never been to high-end prostitute.
2: <laughs> so, as, a, as a qualifier for everybody, Chelsea yeah. has never engaged with a high-end prostitute. Or been one. <laughs>
1: engaged or been one. Um, so maybe I, like, don't. Fully understand the nuances here, and I will readily own that. Sure. Um, but once again, like, how comfortable are you making yourself in someone's home if you're like, I am being paid to show up here and fuck? Right. Um, and because then I got so comfortable, I helped myself to some snacks in the kitchen and answered the landline when it rang.
2: Right. Where are the boundaries? Is my question, like, yes, like. Like, fucking somebody is inherently—there is intimacy in it, even if it's just physical. But, like, does that then extend to your home that I can go make myself a coffee and answer your landline?
1: Well, I'm like—I feel like I know several people that, like, historically have had open marriages, and they're like, you can fuck, but you can't kiss them. So, like, I'm like, there's there's different levels of intimacy even Mm -hmm. within that, right? But— It feels like answering someone's landline.
2: Answering someone's phone, period. Yeah. Because most of us don't have landlines anymore.
1: Honestly, I think that's why the landline feels even more intimate. (laughs) Like, if you answer my cell phone, it's still intimate. But, like, although to be fair, I guess you might assume it's a solicitor. Right. If it's the landline. My parents still have a landline. Hmm. They live in the middle of nowhere. And it's the, like, they're, like, one, like— tethered to reality shit like everything (laughs) but like the funniest part to me is it's in the toilet closet in their master bath so one time I was on the phone with my mom and she's like yeah well we lost power so I'm just sitting on the toilet (laughs) like she's like fully clothed, just sitting on the toilet cause this is where the phone is
2: thank you for that update mom yeah my family
1: isn't known for their boundaries (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say being married is probably like where I've like, you know, when you introduce someone new to your family systems Mm -hmm. and then you realize that a lot of shit you just thought was normal growing up. Isn't. Yeah. It was like very much one of those where you're like, oh Mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's not bound, there were not boundaries here. Okay. Also, if you hear that little vibration in the background, it's Brandon. He's sleeping on his little dog bed, which we moved to the other end of the room. <laughs> so that way you wouldn't be able to hear it because he has historically liked to be, like, right under me and Hannah. Um, but I think you still can. So that's yeah. where we're at.
2: So he then declares his love for Emily and asks her to never leave. And she's like, oh, my God, I love you too. And then they bang.
1: Well, and then isn't he also like, I I wasn't in town on business. I was picking that's after up. after the bang.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh-oh. stop jumping ahead. It matters. Do- it doesn't.
1: <laughs> For the continuity <laughs> of the storyline, you're really fucking us up, Chelsea.
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, they bone,
1: and then he proposes because he yep. was in town getting a wedding ring yep. to propose with.
2: That apparently he, like, jumped into the water with, but it stayed in his pocket. I was like, that's Okay. I don't know why that like stuck I mean with I think me. it
1: was in the box in his pocket.
2: Yeah, but I can't imagine that the box was like watertight. It doesn't matter. Again Do you not? It doesn't matter.
1: I have questions about do you like do you not wash your wedding band or your wedding ring? Like I mean the I, ring can yeah. survive water.
2: But it's like ocean water, wouldn't it get all like I've worn my wedding ring in the ocean. Oh, I haven't. It doesn't
1: matter. Although to be fair, right now I'm wearing a twenty dollar <laughs> a 3 carat $20 ring from princess Amazon.
2: Princess cut. Is that princess cut? I have cut? no fucking idea. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I just was <laughs> It
2: sounded good when I said it, it though. It did.
1: I was like, "Oh shit. Look at Hannah. No one no one thinks about diamond rings. Um Encouraged. and by diamond rings, I mean cubic zirconia <laughs> rings. Um yeah, my not that my wedding band was like too small, but it was definitely getting like a little tight as I've been getting bigger with pregnancy and I mm-hmm. it's like a family heirloom from like the 1800s. And I was like, you know what I don't want to do? I don't want to be the idiot who like can't get this ring off that I have to like potentially like cut a family ring (laughs) off my finger. So I was like, I'm just going to get this $20 ring from Amazon.
2: That's not the cute pregnancy mishap story we want to share in the future. What is a cute
1: pregnancy mishap? I
2: don't know. I was thinking about like my coworker that we're not allowed to wear open-toed shoes at work. And so... Um, towards the end of her pregnancy, the only shoes that would fit her feet were her sandals and mm-hmm. she had like a whole meltdown about breaking the dress code. Like, that's a cute pregnancy mishap story.
1: I was thinking like a I sneezed and peed a little <laughs> kind of mishap <laughs> as well. That also, yeah. Yeah. That one hasn't happened yet, <laughs> but I'm just like honestly mentally preparing because it feels like an inevitable one that yeah. will. Honestly, I'm traveling for a work event in a couple weeks. And flying by myself, because obviously my husband is not coming on this trip with me, but I'll be, like, roughly, like, 30 weeks pregnant. Um, Is that—I think, yeah, somewhere around there. Um, But just in that way where, like, I'm like, uh, I feel like if ever there was going to be a cute pregnancy mishap story, it would likely happen when traveling alone for business. You know what I mean? right. Like, it just feels like the universe would be like— (laughs) This is going to be a really story-generating time. Hey, Greg, you don't need to put your face in there. Sorry, (laughs) my cat is doing weird things. When does he not? He's he's six pounds fully grown, so he can fit in a lot of, like, very small places. He's, like, a little slinky. And sometimes I find him places that I just don't expect, or he gets stuck places that's neither here nor there. So Grady proposes. Yeah.
2: He um, says, stay with me, Emily. Every day will be like Christmas for me. Apparently, I felt the need to quote that. And she was like, I, I love you, Grady. Yep. And, and then, then they bang
1: some more. Yeah, and then they bang some more. They apparently spend all of Christmas Day banging. Um, and then the epilogue is essentially that, like, a week later, Grady throws a giant fancy... New Year's Eve party at the community center.
2: Mm-hmm. And he flies in. Emily's parents and all his siblings come. And they have a really great night. And, and then Hope
1: apologizes. And Hope
2: does apologize. She feels really bad. And that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did I miss something? No. No.
1: If we did, it didn't matter. None but of I, it matters. Honestly, I don't. Yeah, none of it. The rules are made up and the points don't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, none mm-hmm. of it.
2: Oh, fucking Jan.
1: The symmetry of like her mm-hmm. being so prominent earlier on in our reviews mm-hmm. and then coming back now.
2: She wasn't our first, but she was definitely our most reviewed author this season. Our most. She wasn't our
1: first, <laughs> but she was our most memorable.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, Christmas stockings? We can go stockings. That feels festive.
1: You know, last year, because we have, well, one, my husband and I, are. we've already watched a Christmas movie. We are recording this far too early for <laughs> us to, like, be readily watching Christmas movies. And it doesn't fucking stop us. Last year, we put up our Christmas tree on our anniversary, which is <laughs> October 14th. Um, and this year, we will probably be following a very similar pattern. Um, yeah, we are just like Christmas people, but we, mm. so like we have the four stockings, one for me, one for my husband, one for each of our pets. And last year, well, so we used to just like, like the aesthetic of having the Christmas stockings up when the fire was going. Um, but then they all Uh-oh. got a little singe. Yep. It was fine. Um, but like all of the cute little balls on them got a little singed, And so last year I was like, we should. Like after Christmas on sale, let's buy Christmas stockings for next year. So we bought five anticipating that we we're going to try and get pregnant. Aww. so we already had the Christmas stockings for this year.
2: That's really sweet. But it really is. So yeah. those. So were, out of our five stockings, out of our
1: five stockings,
2: how would you rate this one?
1: One and a half, but I'll round up for to two.
2: That's generous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> would you just give it a one?
2: I mean, I would have rounded down. So, yeah, I guess. I'll
1: allow it. We <laughs> One out of five. 20%. My fucking fractions are on point.
2: <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That is. Yeah, no, that was right. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, um, So yeah. one out of five Christmas stockings. Let us know what y'all would rate this one. Let us know what you would rate this season. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure. You let us know what you want us to review for next season. If you're like, hey, guys, we want more of um, our beloved Jen and her train wrecks. Or if you're like, hey, guys.
2: Maybe let's try something else. If I can make a personal plea, please vote for something else. (laughs)
1: we already said earlier that we're going to review at least one Jan book because we know uh, it's a specific one, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, And we're not going to the Tampa billionaires.
2: No. No, we are not. No, we're not. Um,
1: Yeah, but let us know what you want to review. And we are, like, in a more sincere moment, like, truly so thankful for you being with us on this journey and listening every week and engaging and letting us know your thoughts. And laughing at me for my, (laughs) my perpetual mispronunciation of things. Um, listen, I own it y'all.
2: I do. I know who I am.
1: I, I think that's like, right. I can make fun of myself for this shit Yes, because it's the realest thing. Um,
2: no, we've had like an incredible amount of fun doing this. Um, and it really started out as just a, a,
1: us annoying Silly our idea. coworkers yeah. when we, we would be on work links, annoying our coworkers when they were trying to get real work done. <laughs> and we kept being like, have you read this one? But have you read that one? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We need to talk about this. And they're like, let, lest we, I think we've given Drew a shout out before,
2: yeah,
1: but we have. yeah, shout but when, out to Drew. Shout out to Drew. When Drew was like, okay, so guys, I looked up that book you were talking about. Holy shit. <laughs> this is what you guys read. And we're like, well, <laughs> yep. at least we have each other. And we're like, other people read these books as well. And we mm-hmm. want to create a fun, safe place for yes. all of us. Um, and I and know we have like picked up international listeners along have. the way.
2: We have, which is awesome. Um, and I will also give a shout out to my coworker, Will, who gave a valiant effort for that same book um, and was hoping for something with it less sadism. It was four sadism. psychos. Yeah. It was
1: four psychos as a reminder.
2: Yeah, um, so hoping for
1: something with less sadism. Well, if he wants less sadism, J.S. Scott <laughs> is a solid. Might recommend. I
2: suggest Stalker? <laughs> Might no, I suggest just kidding. Our girl Jan.
1: Um, but truly, yeah. thank you so much for joining us on this journey. We will hopefully see you in see hear you
2: see. N- Engage with you. Engage. You'll hear from fucking us. Fucking hell,
1: I'm I'm already I'm <laughs> fucking it up already. Um, ah,
2: you'll yeah. hear from us hopefully in 2023.
1: And the my my new fresh ass baby will yep uh, will allow it, and you'll probably just hear him cry at some point because some of these episodes get kind of long because you need too. a lot of time to get through the train wrecks. Um, but you get to meet my my baby in 2023, and I get to meet my baby. Um, yeah. M- maybe before 2023. Hopefully. We'll see.
2: Yeah. Um, but we love y'all immensely. I hope that everybody has safe and happy holidays. And we will talk to y'all in 2023. Bye, Smut Sluts. We Bye, love you. Smut Puppies.
0: Well, that's it for this week's Smut Sluts. We hope it was good for you. Because it sure was great for us. If you're digging what we're doing... It would mean a lot if you'd take a minute to rate and review the show wherever you're listening right now. Maybe tell that sexy someone to lend us an ear. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week. Stay spuddy.